Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. Presented by Sheikh Muhammad Duar. Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man ihtada bihuda. Amma ba'd. Tonight we continue, my brothers and sisters, with the explanation of Kitab Al-Iman from Sahih Muslim. And we start a new chapter tonight, which Imam al-Nawawi rahimahullah titled as What is Iman? And explaining its characteristics. What is Iman? And explaining his, its characteristics. And we've mentioned previously, my brothers and sisters, that Imam Muslim rahimahullah, he did not put chapter titles in his book. The titles of the chapters were done by other ulama, such as Imam al-Nawawi in particular, rahimahullah. And that's different to Sahih al-Bukhari. Imam al-Bukhari focused very much on the titles of his chapters. And that's why the scholars say, if you want to know the opinion of Imam al-Bukhari, look at the title of his chapters. Because his opinion is in the titles of his chapters. That's Imam al-Bukhari. Imam Muslim did not put titles. He just put the hadiths in their order, but he didn't actually title the chapters. So the hadith with us tonight is the fifth hadith in the book and it is the hadith of Abu Hurairah radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. And Abu Hurairah radiyallahu anhu reported that one day Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam appeared before the people. So a man came to him and said, Ya Rasulullah, what is iman? So the Prophet ﷺ replied that you believe in Allah, His angels, His books, His meeting, His messengers, and that you have Iman in the resurrection. He then said, Ya Rasulullah, what is Islam? He replied, Islam is that you worship Allah and you do not associate anything with him, and you establish the salah, and you pay the zakah, and you observe the fast of Ramadan. <clears throat> the man then asked, what is ihsan? And the Prophet ﷺ replied that you worship Allah as if you were seeing him. And if you fail to see him, you know that he sees you. He said, Ya Rasulullah, when is the hour? So the Prophet ﷺ said, the one who is asked about it is no better in knowledge than the one asking. However, I will tell you some of its signs. The Prophet ﷺ said, I will tell you some of its signs. When the slave girl will give birth to her master, then that is from its signs. When the naked, barefoot, would become chiefs of the people, then that is from its signs. 
And when the shepherds of the black camels would exalt themselves in buildings, then that is from its signs. The hour, the Prophet ﷺ then said, the hour is one of the five which no one knows but Allah. Then he recited the verse, Verily, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with him alone is knowledge of the hour. And it is he who sends down the rain and knows that which is in the wombs. And no soul knows what it shall earn tomorrow. And no soul knows in what land it will die. Verily Allah is all-knowing, aware. Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu then said, Then the person turned back and he went away. The man asking. He turned back and went away. So the Prophet said, Bring that man back to me. They went to bring him back, but they didn't find him. Then the Prophet said, That was Jibreel who came to teach the people their religion. So this hadith, is the same hadith as the others. This is the narration of Abu Huraira, radiallahu anhu. The other narration was of Abdullah ibn Umar. And that's why you will find slightly different wording, but the story is one. It's the same story. Imam Muslim then put a he added a narration and he said, this hadith is narrated to us on the authority of Muhammad ibn Abdullah ibn Numair, on the authority of Muhammad ibn Bishr, on the authority of Abd Hayyan al-Taymi, with the exception that in this narration, the words are, when the slave girl gives birth to her master. That was an extra narration Imam Muslim has added to this one. So the story is the same one. It's the famous hadith of Jibreel alayhi salam. The sahabi of this hadith is Abu Huraira. Abu Huraira also narrated the hadith like Abdullah ibn Umar narrated radiallahu ta'ala anhum. And who is Abu Huraira? Abu Huraira is the imam, the hafiz, the muhaddith of Islam. And he narrated the most hadiths from the sahaba from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. His name is Abdurrahman ibn Sakhar. Even though there was a difference of an opinion regarding his name, this was the most common view. His name is Abdurrahman ibn Sakhar. That's the name of Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu. He embraced Islam late. He embraced Islam the year 7 Hijri. And he was a companion of Rasulullah He accompanied the Prophet for four years. And then the Prophet passed away. He narrated approximately 5,374 hadiths of Rasulullah The most authentically narrated a hadith in number was from Abu Huraira. So in this hadith, as we mentioned, it's the same story of the angel Jibreel alayhi salam. And in this hadith, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa in this wording, he says, 
you fast Ramadan. Yeah? Islam, when Jibreel asked him, what is Islam? He said the Shahada, to pray the prayers, to give zakat, and to fast Ramadan. The ulama have used this as a proof that you can say the month of Ramadan without using the word shahar. Okay? Because some of the scholars, they actually think it's makruh, it's disliked to say Ramadan unless you say shahru Ramadan. Some ulama, they say it's disliked to say Ramadan on its own. You should say shahru Ramadan. They don't say it's haram, but it's disliked. But this hadith refutes that opinion. Because here the Prophet ﷺ said, you fast Ramadan. He didn't say shahr. Okay, this is one benefit that we take from this hadith. Also, in this hadith, in this narration, hajj wasn't mentioned. Like it was mentioned in the narration of Ibn Umar. In the narration of Abu Huraira, hajj wasn't mentioned. But it was mentioned in the previous. And the story is the same story. It's the story of Jibreel. How do we answer this? Why in the narration of Abu Huraira, Hajj isn't mentioned? But in the narration of Ibn Umar, the Hajj is mentioned. There's no contradiction, my dear brothers and sisters, in Islam. And it's not even from the Sahaba. It will be from those who narrated of them. Some narrators are stronger in memory than others. That's the simple answer to it. So you might sometimes come across the same hadith, and this hadith has more wording than this one, even though they're the same hadith. It does not mean that they are different or wrong, no. All it means is some of the huffad were stronger in conveying and memorizing and writing than others. So this scholar would write what he memorized and he might have slipped something or forgotten something but then that will become apparent in, through the other narration that's why the ahadith they all complete each other when the chain when the hadith has different chains it's through the chains that the hadiths complete each other that's the simple answer to why hajj would not be mentioned in this narration and the five matters mentioned in the verse are from the unseen. Because in the narration of Abu Huraira, the Prophet ﷺ recited that verse. Five things are from Ilmul Ghaib. No one knows them except Allah Azza wa Jal. Like when the rain comes down, and what's in the mother's womb, and what the soul will earn tomorrow, and where the soul will die, in which land the soul will die. That's four. What was the fifth one? Huh? The hour, ahsant. The day of judgment. These are things only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows. The next hadith is also related. It's the same story. And it's also the narration of Abu Huraira, radiallahu anhu. That the Prophet wasallam, and this is a new benefit, this is the benefit of having different riwayat. Because you benefit from one narration, what you do not find in another narration. 
In this narration, the Prophet said, Ask me about matters of your religion. Look at this. This narration here, it starts off with the Prophet telling the Sahaba, Ask me about matters of your deen. But the Sahaba were too afraid to ask him anything. They didn't want to ask. So they didn't ask. When the Sahaba did not ask, a man came. And he sat at the Prophet's knees. And he said, Ya Rasulullah, what is Islam? And then the Prophet mentioned the five pillars of Islam. Then he asked him, What is Iman? And the Prophet ﷺ, he said that you believe in Allah, his angels, his books, his meeting, his messengers, and you believe in the resurrection, and that you believe in the Qadr. He then said, you have told the truth, Ya Rasulullah, what is Ihsan? And then the Prophet ﷺ, he said, it is that you fear Allah. As though you were seeing him. And even though you do not see him, verily he sees you. So the man said, you have told the truth. He said, when is the hour? So he said, the one being asked is no better informed than the one asking. And I will give you some of its signs. When you see a slave woman giving birth to her master, that is one of the signs. And when you see the barefoot, naked, Deaf and dumb as rulers of the earth. Extra knowledge in this narration. He said the barefoot, naked, deaf and dumb ruling the earth. That is one of the signs. And when you see the shepherds of black camels exalt in buildings. That's one of the signs. He then said the hour is one of the five things of the unseen. No one knows them except Allah. Then the Prophet ﷺ recited the same verse. Abu Huraira then said, Then the person stood up and left. The Prophet ﷺ said, Bring him back to me. Abu Huraira said he was searched for. They looked for him, but they could not find him. Then the Prophet ﷺ said, That was Jibreel. He came to teach you when you did not ask. That was Jibreel. He came to teach you when you did not ask. Again, my brothers and sisters, same story. It's the same story. Here, at the beginning of the hadith, Rasulullah says, ask me. And the Prophet saying that, he told them to ask because they needed to learn their religion. They needed to learn their deen. As Allah Azza wa Jal says, فَاسْأَلُوا أَهْلَ الذِّكْرِ إِن كُنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ Ask the people of knowledge if you do not know. So Allah subhanahu or the Prophet sallallahu is encouraging the Sahaba, ask about your deen. But they were silent. They didn't ask. So this shows you the reason for the story. Why did Jibreel come and ask the Prophet ﷺ those questions? Because the Prophet ﷺ asked the Sahaba to ask and they didn't ask. 
So Jibreel came to teach them their deen. In this narration, he says about the Arab, that's who it's referring to, that are naked, barefoot, deaf and dumb. Here, deaf and dumb does not physically mean that they cannot see or hear. It's referring to the ignorant that rejects the truth. The ones that reject the truth. Because many times, Allah Azza wa Jal refers to the rejecters of the truth, deaf, dumb and blind. Summun, bukmun, umyun. Allah has mentioned that in the Quran in a number of places. So the Prophet وسلم, he's saying the naked, barefoot, deaf and dumb will become kings and rulers. Subhanallah. If this is not the reality today, I do not know what is. And the hadith, it also teaches us how Allah preserves this religion and he protects the religion. Because if the people do not ask, Allah would send the angel Jibreel to ask on their behalf. And this is one of the greatest hadiths of Islam. Many of the scholars, they call it Umm Sunnah. The way Surah Al-Fatiha is Umm Al-Kitab, the mother of the book, they call this hadith the mother of the Sunnah. We wouldn't have come across all this knowledge in this hadith if Jibreel didn't come and ask about it. That shows you Allah Azza wa Jal's preserving of this deen and his protecting of this deen. And the hadith shows the reason why Jibreel salam came because they didn't ask. So Jibreel came and asked. And in this hadith, when he speaks about the pillars of Iman, he mentions to believe in the meeting with Allah and the resurrection. The meeting with Allah and the resurrection. Because the resurrection is coming out of the grave and then you stand in front of Allah and you meet Him. And the Prophet ﷺ in this particular narration, he mentioned both. For if you notice, my brothers and sisters, seven narrations Imam Muslim started the book with of the same hadith. They all revolve around that one story of Jibreel alayhi salam to show you its importance. Because this hadith is your religion. Because what did the Prophet say at the end of it? That is Jibreel, he came to teach you what? Your deen. So that means your deen is those three things. Islam, Iman, Ihsan. And that is your religion in a nutshell. A lot of people want to try to understand what is Islam. You might even get asked by a non-Muslim, what is Islam? What is your religion about? The hadith of Jibreel is the perfect answer. Because that's your deen. It covers the five pillars of Islam and the six pillars of Iman. And then the third and the highest level, Ihsan. That's your religion. Islam is the five pillars, the six pillars of Iman and Ihsan. But this, without a doubt, is one of the greatest, if not the greatest, of the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.
We then move on to the next hadith or the next chapter explaining the salah which is one of the pillars of Islam. Explaining the salah which is one of the pillars of Islam. In this hadith it is reported from the Sahabi Talha ibn Ubaidillah radiyallahu anhu he is the narrator Talha ibn Ubaidillah radiyallahu anhu narrated that a person with disheveled hair scruffy hair who was one of the people of Najd came to the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Talha says we heard the humming in his voice and we could not comprehend what he was saying so Talha is saying this man came to the Prophet he's saying something but we couldn't comprehend what he was saying until he came close to Rasulullah it then became clear that he was asking questions about Islam so Rasulullah he said Five prayers during the day and the night. Prophet said, five prayers during the day and the night. The man then asked, am I obligated to do any other prayers besides them? And then the Prophet said, no. But whatever you do from voluntary, out of your own free will. Yani if you want to pray voluntary prayers, from your own free will. And then the fast of Ramadan. The Prophet ﷺ told him, you must fast Ramadan. So then the man asked, do I have to fast anything besides this? And the Prophet ﷺ said, no. But whatever you do out of your own free will, meaning if you want to fast, extra nawafin. And the Messenger ﷺ told him about zakat. And then the inquirer asked, do I have to pay anything else besides this? And again, the Prophet ﷺ said, no, but whatever you pay voluntary out of your own free will. The man then turned his back and he said, meaning he was leaving, and he said, I will not add to these, nor would I decrease anything from them. Meaning that's it. Five prayers. Ramadan, zakat. I'm not going to add anything and I'm not going to decrease from them. The Prophet then said, He is successful if he is truthful. He will succeed if he is truthful. And then Imam Muslim mentions another narration. Where the Prophet said, by his father, he made an oath by that man's father. By his father, he shall succeed if he is truthful. And inshallah we will go through the sharh of this hadith. First of all, the companion. Talha ibn Ubaidillah. Talha ibn Ubaidillah ibn Uthman ibn Amr 
ابن كعب القرشي رضي الله تعالى عنه طلحة was one of the ten who were given glad tidings of Jannah he narrated approximately 38 hadiths from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he was martyred he died as a shaheed in the battle of the camel in the year 36 Hijri and he was 62 years old when he passed away. His kunya was Abu Muhammad. In this hadith, it mentions a man with disheveled hair came to the Prophet and he spoke in a low voice. And the Sahaba couldn't understand what he was saying until he got closer. After the Prophet gave him the information, he asked if he had to do anything extra besides that. And the Prophet said, no, unless you choose to, voluntary. And what this means is it is recommended. When the Prophet said, no, unless you choose to do voluntary, that's Rasulullah encouraging that you should do recommended actions. And this hadith, has a number of lessons. We'll take two lessons from it. The first is that the scholars differed regarding this man's name. That man with the disheveled head, the man asking the Prophet. The, the, the scholars differed what was his name. Some of them said his name was Dhammam ibn Thalaba, and others said it was someone else. The second lesson we take from this hadith is that this hadith, Hajj was not mentioned in this hadith. And again, the best answer is what our A'imma have mentioned. Like Qadi Iyad, Ibn Salah, and Imam Al-Nawawi. And they said that this is from what surpasses some of the narrators. Some narrators are stronger in memory than others. They've memorized more of the hadith than what others would have memorized. And the third benefit we take from this hadith is some of the fuqaha, the scholars of fiqh, have used this hadith as a dalil that nothing is obligatory from salah except the five prayers. The only fard salah is the five prayers. And that's the opinion of the jumhur. The majority of the scholars, based on this hadith, they say that the only fard of the salah is the five. This is in opposition of Abu Hanifa rahimahullah and his madhab, who said that the witr prayer is obligatory. The madhab of the ahnaf is that the witr is fard or wajib. It's obligatory. Okay? The majority say no. The obligatory is five. And they use this hadith as a dalil. Because in this hadith, the Prophet ﷺ only mentioned the five prayers. He did not include in it the witr. He did not include in it the witr. And the man asked, is that all I have to do? And the Prophet ﷺ said, yes, unless you do extra. Now these are some of the masail and insha'Allah we will continue 
with the explanation of this hadith in our next lesson bi idnillahi ta'ala wallahu alam wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barak ala nabina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam this program was presented by albayan radio 